0: what's up enterprisers welcome to episode 107 of the enterprise now podcast where we educate motivate inspire and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success that is what we do we help folks launch grow and maximize in this episode i talk with jake jorgevin Jake is the founder of Lead Cookie. Lead Cookie helps business-to-business companies generate leads through dumb-for-you LinkedIn generation. We talk about the difference between mindfulness and awareness. We talk through how having a mindset for being in it for the long haul is key to success and how taking a step every day is a simple way to achieve your goals. All right, let's dig in. All right, Jake, can I get an oh yeah?
1: Oh yeah. Perfect. (laughs) Was that acceptable or?
0: More than acceptable.
1: All right, that that works.
0: (laughs) (laughs) First of all, Jake, right off the bat, I always like to express my deepest thank you. Because I understand as a business owner, entrepreneur, you have about a thousand things that you could be doing right now. But you chose to spend some time with me, my audience, and to share your wisdom and experience. So for that, I say thank you.
1: Well, I'm happy to be on here and honored to be on the show.
0: The second thing that I like to do right off the bat is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start a more current day. Tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah, so my name is Jake Jorgevin. I currently live up in New Hampshire. And basically, I have been working for myself since I was 19, whenever I quit my job at a gas station, and basically have been in some capacity freelancer running businesses ever since then. So. Uh, The kind of quick overview of the journey was I started off doing audio production and recording and working sound gigs and that evolved into a video production agency that I grew up to a point where we had about eight people on full time and we're working with some Fortune 500 clients and A-list touring artists. So that was my first, I guess, real kind of success of a business. There was a lot of things wrong with it, but. We made money and hired people, so that goes against a lot of society's versions of what success was. But I learned a lot from that one and then went into freelancing. Well, Actually, then I had a quick failed startup that was just totally awful. And then I went into freelancing and digital marketing for several years while I basically traveled the world with my now wife and been working remotely for about the past four or five years and just traveling around. And then I got into consulting for agency owners which one of the things I learned from doing my own market or doing my own digital marketing services was I was better at selling than I was at doing the work. So I started helping other people with sales and lead generation and I still do a little bit of consulting around that. But today my primary focus is a venture called Lead Cookie, which is a done for you LinkedIn prospecting service. We're only about nine months old, but quickly grew that from basically an idea to I think we're at about 37000 monthly recurring revenue right now. So that's the the really fast summary of the entrepreneurial journey, which I'll leave at that as that's probably the most relevant part of the story to the show.
0: Gotcha. That's awesome. So I'd like to know a little bit more about kind of how you got started. So you obviously had a love for audio production. What made you shift that into an actual business?
1: Yeah, so I had had technically, I guess, the first business was literally, it was an audio recording studio in my basement when I was like 16. So I was literally recording bands for $10 a song. So that was, I guess, that's the real first version of the business. And then I obviously, I couldn't live off of that. So I was always working a job or something alongside of that and into college. But yeah, I guess even when I got to college, I was still trying to work with it and everything. And I think the point where it became a business was I would just when I got to college and I went to school for audio engineering. And so I had all these musician friends. And I think the tipping point was I went and I said I was going to try to record one of their live shows. So I'd never done that before and didn't really know what I was doing. But the band that was playing after them said, hey, can we have you record us too and we'll pay you for it? And I think they came up with the number of $175 right there on the spot. They paid me for it, and I recorded their show and gave it to them, and that was pretty cool. And so that was kind of how it started, was I just stumbled in people actually being willing to pay me for something, which was live recording, which there wasn't as much competition in that space. So that was kind of the point, and then I just got hooked on the idea and just kept diving into it.
0: So you touched on a couple of business principles in your answer. You talked a little bit about what some people call the blue ocean, right? And then you talked a little bit about finding something that people are willing to pay you to do. Dig a little bit deeper that way. If people are listening, they're, they want to start a business, they're listening to the show so that they can learn some of these principles from wise and experienced entrepreneurs like yourself. Talk a little bit about the Blue Ocean strategy and how to find something that people are willing to pay for, that the market is willing to pay for.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, with that one, it was just kind of the whole live recording thing. At that point, like I just kind of stumbled into it. I didn't really know. I was just out there kind of pursuing my craft or pursuing the art and wanted to try it. And I quickly realized people, the interesting thing that, and what I ended up doing and how I started to get more, I guess, gigs or whatever that way was basically I just was like, well, there's like 20 venues in town and they all list their concerts. So I'm just going to go to that. And these were back in the day of MySpace. So I would go find their MySpace pages and send them a message and see if they wanted me to record them. And that worked all right, although a lot of bands don't have money. But what worked better was eventually I found the School of Music students that they all have rich parents who would pay to have their kids' senior recitals filmed and recorded. So that's actually where we ended up doing most of our revenue in the live recording was actually in the School of Music at a university.
0: Very, very cool. Now, you mentioned also that you had a failed startup. You don't have to go through all of the detail, but t- talk a little bit about that. And what did you learn from
1: that? So it was a failed startup because so I had my video agency that was quite successful, I guess, in a lot of means in terms of the work we did or the clients we did. We didn't ever make a lot of money, but we did cool stuff. And basically after that, I had kind of an ego, thought I was pretty awesome just because I was really young and had some success of working with really big customers at a really, really young age. I think I was like 22 or 23 at this point. And so I just thought, I thought I was like invincible kind of thing. and I went in and like basically out of this through all my first business, I had networked with this guy who was like and he was part of like the founding basically he had the, part of the technology for Redbox he created and so the guy is insanely wealthy and he's like, hey, I have this idea to use Xbox Connect and physical therapy. I want someone to run this. I think you're the guy. I'll invest money in it and you go run this startup. So I go do this, and it didn't fail for any reason by the means of it or the concept or the idea. I mean, there were challenges there, but it failed because like I was going from working in the music industry and creative design space to working in healthcare, where I was suddenly wearing like a suit jacket every day and buttoning up, and I have like tattoos up and down my arms and legs. And it was just basically not being true and authentic to myself. So that was like really the failure, was at some point I was just like, I got to quit lying to myself. Like I don't want this. So that's really where the failure was, was that I basically eventually quit it and realized I was going down a terribly wrong path for myself.
0: So you mentioned a little bit about how you found some challenges. I guess, what's your approach to overcome challenges?
1: Yeah. So today with like Lead Cookie and what I'm doing there with the LinkedIn lead generation, it's a lot of just mindfulness and awareness of it. I think it's definitely one thing. And just realizing that you're in it for the long haul. So just even these past few weeks, we had to lay off a few people at Lead Cookie because I kind of overhired and I kind of tried to build my sales team too fast. And we had some problems, sales slumped for a few weeks, and suddenly we were in a bad spot. And so it's this terrible spot. It's this horrible challenge where I have to lay off people. I have to personally go back into doing a lot of the work that I previously hired people for. But It's just a thing of keeping it in perspective and realizing, okay, like, yeah, we're hitting a hiccup right now. But in the grand scheme of this, if I'm really like building a business, this is a month or two or three months where I might have to live in a not ideal day to day of the work I want to be doing. But I know it's going to get better. And as long as I'm progressing that forward and making steps to make it better each day, then you just kind of keep a good positive mental attitude with it.
0: Along with that, you're successful. What are some of your keys to success?
1: Yeah, so one of the things that I would say is, is a key, and this is something that I've learned over the past year, and it's just, I've heard it for years and didn't implement it, but just really balancing in both the personal and professional life. People think that just working more and more is the key to being successful in business, which is it's you become like a one-dimensional person. Like there's been points in my life where my personal relationships suffered because I just worked all the time. And I was trying to justify that as an excuse for, you know, like I just got to get ahead, got to make more money. But it's just stupid. Like there are people out there and if you join like entrepreneurs organization, which great organization, I've met a lot of people, but it's this organization for business owners of over a million dollars. There's some amazing people in there. And then you meet a lot of people who run these really successful businesses and you could say, oh, they're successful but like they're divorced 3 times they're just like miserable they're fat and like terrible care of their health and they're drunk at every event you see i don't really want your life like so i think like that's probably one of the biggest things is to realize that part of being an entrepreneur is not just about building a big business it's about building a business that serves your life
0: that's a really really good perspective and a lot of times we could probably have a seminar on balance and what that means and what that looks like. I always describe it as not as people would think as an even like if you look at a a seesaw. It's not that it's even from my perspective, it's just that certain things weigh more than others, and balance is about making sure that the things that weigh more weigh more, right and not spending the time on the things that don't weigh as much. So definitely agree with that point. Balance is super, super important.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I can't stress it enough. And you know, not just like personal life, but even your health too. Just making sure you're getting workouts in and being active and healthy just goes such a long way and prioritizing it, scheduling it into your time. And even if your workday's busy, just end your work and get up and go because you'll feel better and you'll be more energized and you'll do better work as a result of it.
0: Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone
1: is podcasting these days, but if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production.
0: Switching gears a little bit, if you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be, and what would you say to them?
1: Yeah, that one, you mentioned this one before the show. I've been trying to subliminally think on it. Do they have to be alive, or could they be dead, or? It could be either. Okay. I guess if I had to go with a living person. This one's a tough one. (laughs) I think if I had to go with a living person, I'd probably go with Tim Ferriss because he's just probably one of the top authors that's just made a massive impact in a lot of aspects. Although I don't know what I'd say with them. I think I just want to like chill and have a glass of wine or something. So I'd say that's what I I think that'd be my answer. I I don't want to dwell on it too much as I don't have a great one there as I was trying to think. So
0: (laughs) gotcha. Now, so we've learned a little bit about you. Some of the things that you've experienced as a a business owner, entrepreneurs some failures, some challenges, how you overcome those challenges, some of your keys to success. Tell us a little bit about your business. What do you do?
1: Yeah, so Lead Cookie, we are a done-for-you LinkedIn prospecting service. So basically, we manage people's LinkedIn profiles, and we start warm conversations between them and their ideal customers. So basically, we kind of send a lot of outbound connection requests, drip messages over time, We have a few other kind of tactics and pieces that we do to it, and as a result, most of our customers will end up booking somewhere between three to 10 calls per month as a result of the leads we generate for them. So that is the business.
0: So share a little bit more about how mentioned it earlier, but how'd you get into this type of work?
1: Yeah, so I mentioned prior to this, I was doing consulting for agency owners, and I would basically would help them with their new clients and new business development, their outreach. And at some point along the lines, I basically noticed that I was like, wow, I'm just I'm getting a lot of customers from LinkedIn. I didn't really have a plan with LinkedIn. I just kind of popped on there and comment on stuff or write a post every now and then or share a blog post. So I don't really do much with LinkedIn. And then at one point, I was just like, well, I know just I post things randomly and I get customers. So like something on this platform is working. So I was like, well, what if I actually got serious and I researched and looked into LinkedIn and figured out how to use it the best I could? So I basically went out there and I researched all the tactics, everything I could find on LinkedIn, and I started testing out some lead generation tactics. And at the same time, I had this idea. I was like, what if you did like a LinkedIn marketing agency was like how it started? That was like the first thing I wrote down on a piece of paper because I was kept seeing all these Facebook ad marketing companies and stuff. And I was like, everyone specializes on Facebook. No one specializes on LinkedIn, but I'm getting customers on LinkedIn. I'm not on Facebook. So there's something over here. So basically, that's kind of where the idea started. Yeah, I basically tested it out for my own consulting business. And I got three clients in the first two months. And I was like, wow, that was fast and producing results and then generating a lot of calls. So I started kind of a beta where I tested it out with other people. And kept working for other people. So I just scaled this up and grew the team. And we've got about 25 customers signed on right now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So kind of wrapping things up, if you had to give the enterprisers an actionable step to improve their businesses today, what would that be?
1: Yeah, I would say one of the biggest things is just that to realize that your value proposition is a multiplier for everything else you do. So this is like this really interesting learning we've had with Lead Cookie and doing our LinkedIn outreach is we run the exact same framework of outreach for almost, I think, 85 campaigns right now. Literally, it's like the same four scripts where we just customize for each industry in person. But the only thing that it changes is the targeting of who we're going after and like the value proposition of what that person's offering. And we've seen people literally have to like pause our service because they're just overwhelmed with leads. And we've seen people where they're just getting crickets and they're not getting any responses. And the difference comes down to the value proposition and how what they have is actually resonating in the market. And so that's one thing people are frustrated, like, oh, you know, my marketing is not working. I can't get any leads or more customers. Like the problem is probably in like your product or your value proposition or what you're offering is not niche enough or it's not fixing a pain point enough. And a great way to validate that is to run some sort of outreach campaign. If you can sell something to people who are cold, then you've got a great value proposition. But if you can't get anyone to respond to your cold outreach, you probably need to narrow and niche it down even more.
0: That is super, super great advice. Thank you for that.
1: No problem. Yeah, I've learned the hard way after running a lot of those and failing at some early campaigns where people were just kind of generalist and learned the hard way, so...
0: So Jake, if people want to reach out to you to learn more about what you do or possibly sign up for your service, how can they do that?
1: Yeah. If you head over to leadcookie.com would be the best place to look for the service. If you go to leadcookie.com slash ebook, we actually have an ebook that we don't even ask you for your email. We just give it to you. It's an ebook that literally gives away all of our tactics, our approaches, and everything like that. So if you literally want to even test some of these LinkedIn outreach tactics for your own business, you can check that out. And then the other site for my personal blogging, and I have a podcast called Working Without Pants. You can head over to jake jorgovincom
0: Now, I have a question for you, Jake. Why would you give away yeah. all of your tactics?
1: So our service is a done-for-you service. So we save people time, and we keep it organized, and we make it easy for them. There's other people in the space that like to make a lot of money selling info products, but that's not what I'm going for. My goal is in this space to create the best done-for-you LinkedIn service that's out there. So there's people out there that are selling courses on how to do a lot of the stuff, but I just give it away. I teach the tactics for free and then people hire us to do the implementation and it's we get probably at least 20 inbound leads a week as a result cuz this ebook has just exploded like wildfire. So teach stuff and then have people hire you for implementation. It's a great tactic for growth.
0: That is a golden nugget with a capital N. <laughs> <laughs> Now, give me the name of your podcast again.
1: Working Without Pants.
0: Working Without Pants. Awesome and name. And
1: I'm sitting here in athletic shorts right now.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, hopefully you're not working without pants right now.
1: <laughs> Pretty close to it. So athletic <laughs> shorts, basically in my PJs. So, <laughs> Gotcha.
0: That's living the dream. <laughs> All right, Jake. Again, thank you so much for your time. It sure does fly when you're having fun. I hate to see you go, but It's one of those things where we can only give the people so much and then we have to go at some point. So thank you for your time and sharing your experience and your wisdom with us.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me on here.
0: Enterprisers, again, I say this every week and I say it every week because it's true. Every week, another awesome entrepreneur with loads of loads and loads of golden nuggets and keys to success, action items, and things that will help move your business to the next level. So head on out to the website. If you haven't subscribed already, do that. We want your support, your feedback. I want to know that what we're providing, the value that we're providing, is what you need. So go on out to the website. Hit us up. Let us know how we're doing. And I could not do what I do without you guys. So, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email mayor at podcasttown.net.